Welcome to the Curiously Guided Podcast, the show for intentional business owners and curious minds looking to combine the inner work and outer work to create a life, business, and career that feels deeply fulfilling and wildly aligned on all levels. We're your hosts. I'm Shay. And I'm Mariah. We're two business strategists passionate about rewriting the rules to success in a way that combines both strategy and energetics. So this podcast started with both of us being in the online business world, craving more deep, meaningful, and transparent conversations. So we decided to come together and create a space to do just that. Our guest interviews highlight cool humans doing cool shit, chasing their dreams, and going down their own rabbit holes to create a more sustainable and fulfilling life in whatever way that means for them. We see this podcast as everything that people won't share on social media. We don't give a fuck about highlight reels or proven frameworks. We love getting in the weeds, asking the tough questions, and doing the work to create a life and career we love, all while committing to ourselves and our personal growth. Because only through that lens can we truly create a lifestyle that feels good from the inside out. Welcome to the Curiously Guided Podcast. Are you ready to trust the nudge and let curiosity guide the way? Because we're excited to shake shit up and live outside the box with you. Welcome back to the Curiously Guided podcast, my friends. We have a super special episode for you today. So this is actually our very last guest for this season, which is pretty fucking wild to think about, honestly, but we think we're going out with a bang. So Basically, if you guys have been listeners of this podcast before, you know that we're human designed obsessed, to say it lightly. Um, So when I had the opportunity to pitch Maria Henning to come on the podcast and talk about Gene Keys, I literally jumped on it. So if you're just like, Mariah, oh my God, we I just started getting into human design and now you're adding a whole nother system like to like, I don't have enough time in my schedule. I feel you. I get you, but in my opinion, Gene Keys is worth it. I'm literally obsessed with it. And my favorite part about Maria is the way that she breaks things down. Now, I'm not going to say that like Gene Keys is like super easy to understand and implement because it's really just not like that. And you'll hear Maria talk about all of that stuff in the episode, but it's The system is a little bit more mystical. The system is a little bit more, I don't want to say vague, but Maria put it in a really good way. Like the system is more poetic. And I feel like sometimes our human ego mind is like, what do you mean? Just give me the strategy. And Gene Keys is just like an invitation to be like, are you okay with just contemplating something versus trying to figure it out in one sitting. So I'm excited for Maria to dive into this. I think you guys are really, really going to love it. Yeah. You know, to be honest, I talked to Mariah before this episode and I told her I was a little nervous to interview Maria because I feel like a dumb dumb when it comes to gene keys. Like whenever we've gone into human design before, your gene keys will naturally pop up. 
And I've found myself craving like a bit more depth. And so when you're down the rabbit hole, you'll often end up on the Gene Keys website. And exactly what Mariah, actually Maria and Mariah have the same talent or gift, which is they're able to explain this kind of like ethereal up in the air stuff in a very grounded way. So even on this episode, Maria said something about like my main um, number within Gene Keys. And it was something that I had heard over and over, but it never really resonated with me. And then like the second she said it, I was like, oh, duh, like a slap in the face. And I think Mariah had a couple of those moments too. So she really has a gift for kind of bringing this stuff back down to the ground, how Mariah and I really appreciate. And this conversation was awesome. It let me kind of ask my basic questions and Mariah got to ask her a bit more advanced questions. And I think I really liked how Maria compared human design to Gene Keys, um, whereas she'll explain, you know, human design is a bit more about getting to know you and your vehicle in this life. Gene Keys is a bit more about the journey, the hero's path, which really resonates with me, as you'll hear. So um, I, I just left the conversation feeling very excited about Gene Keys and excited to dive in more. And if you're craving a bit more depth, um, I think Gene Keys may be a good um, place for you to kind of dive in as well and consider maybe even working with Maria. She's also just really inspiring. She's developing and has developed all of these really cool tools to kind of help us that are curious about this stuff. So really excited to share her with you guys. Um, for her bio, she's a 2-5 emotional manifesting generator and human design and Gene Keys expert, teacher, and coach. She's the creator of the Cosmic Compendium, a one-of-a-kind software designed for human design and Gene Keys professionals. Originally from Caracas, Venezuela, she grew up in Houston, Texas, and is now living the digital nomad dream. And you know we love that. All right, let's dive in. Okay, so I feel like this episode and this conversation is going to be so fun. I'm super stoked for this. So I got a Gene Keys reading from Maria probably seven months, almost a year ago, eight months ago. It was like a decently long time ago. And that was the first time I've ever gotten a Gene Keys reading. And if you're just like, Mariah, what the fuck is Gene Keys? Just hold on. We're going to get into that. But the reading that I got from Maria, I literally, I was joking with Shay before we hopped into this conversation that I've listened to it at least seven times already. And I like listening to recordings of readings like that over and over again, because it's like a podcast episode about me. Like there's nothing that I have to like interpret because like I've already had somebody interpret it. And like when you listen to it, you get different pockets of information and inspiration depending on like the, the mind frame or the mindset that you're in in that moment. And so listening to it like in one situation and then listening to another, it's like different things connect. And so when I was actually driving to meet Shay in Nashville, I, lis I listened to it like two or three times back to back on the ride there. And every time I listened to it, it was just like something new connected because you're always like, wait, shit, what did she say? This connected with what? And this connected with what? And so just know as you're listening to this, as you're hearing about the Gene Keys, it's a lot. Like, y'all, if you thought that human design was a lot, Gene Keys is a lot, but not a lot in a way of, like, super overwhelming. I'm never going to get this. Like, it wasn't, in my opinion, it was never meant to be crammed into your brain and, like, remembered. It's meant to be integrated, and it's really meant to be something that, like, you sit with and, like, Literally, I know that you guys can't see the video, but I have the Gene Keys book next to me and I keep it next to me 
all of the time when I'm working because like, I'm never going to remember all of this shit. So just know that as you're diving into this stuff, but I'm going to let Maria explain all of this a little bit more. So Maria, welcome to the show. We're excited to have you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And like, what a, I was just so giddy hearing you say all the things that you said just now about listening to that reading. Just like, so I just love to hear that. I feel really honored and I'm so excited to talk about Gene Keys and also give a little bit of a explanation as to why, you know, it is the way that you describe it, why it does feel like a lot, but not in an overwhelming way and why, you know, you're not meant to grasp it. And yeah, so I'm just excited to talk about why it is the way that it is. Oh my God. Okay. Well, hell yeah. Do you want to just dive into that right away? And just like, what is yeah. Gene Keys and like, what the fuck is it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, a lot of you listening, hi, thanks for being here, um, may be familiar with human design already. And I like to compare and contrast human design because Gene Keys came out of the human design system. And it's helpful to kind of see what that comparison is. So where human design is a chart or a system that gives you a chart uh, that is a map of your energy and like describes your vehicle, Gene Keys, which was born out of human design and uses some of its similar systems, is more about the hero's journey, like what you're going to be facing, the challenges that you're going to face, and therefore the gifts that you're then going to unlock as you move throughout your life. And so human design tells you all about your energy. You know, here's, you know, the way you're best meant to make decisions. Here's the best, the best way you're meant to take action. Uh, you know, if you know about the deeper aspects of say human design variable, we're talking about the best environment for you to be in, the way you best digest, very much focused on the vehicle. Think human design, how my human was designed, right? And then we have Gene Keys. The name of the chart is called the golden path, you know? So we're looking at this already as a journey. It's a path that we're going to take. Um, and so why the Gene Keys is related to human design is because we use some of those same placements that human design gave us. So um, if any of you are familiar with astrology and you know the relation between human design astrology and, and or human design and astrology, Gene Keys also comes from that. So to give a slight background, uh, your natal chart. So your, you know, uh, like Shay's like Pisces sun, that would be her conscious sun and conscious energy in human design. What human design gave us is that we look at the calculation of also 88 days before you were born, which is your unconscious energy or your unconscious natal chart. That's not something that astrologers use, but human design gave us that like download. And then the gene keys in the golden path, we use elements from your natal chart, elements from your conscious energy, as well as your unconscious energy. So to recap what I just said, human design, your vehicle, gene keys, your hero's journey. Um, I have more to say about some of the other things that you were saying, but does that make sense so far? Does that feel clear to you guys? Yeah, for sure. I love it. I'm a big like Joseph Campbell's fan. So my ears really perked up when you said um, hero's journey. Can you talk a little bit more about like what that means yeah. and what that looks like? Yeah, no, it's a great question. Um, yeah, definitely. So that's the kind of the way to distinguish the charts. And then in terms of like how to describe the hero's journey within the gene keys, there's many aspects of the gene keys, but particularly what you'll find most are the archetypes of the 64 gene keys themselves, which are the same as the gates of human design, which are based off of the 64 archetypes of the I Ching. And each of those archetypes offers us a journey as well. And that's the distinction 
between gene keys and human design is the gene key archetypes are no longer just kind of an overarching archetype. You actually get it, you split it into three different frequencies. So there's a shadow frequency band, which is all about a state of suffering. And we find ourselves in that state of suffering because we have an illusion of victimhood uh, in some in some regards. So let's use Shay's conscious son as an example. So Pisces son, that's astrology. In human design, we would say that her conscious son is gate 22.2. So that is the version of Pisces that we're looking at. And gate 22 in the human design system is called the gate of openness. Uh, and it's, you know, this beautiful kind of emotional energy. Now we get into the gene keys. We say, okay, great. How are you using that gate of openness? Are you in the shadow frequency, which is the shadow of dishonor? So dishonoring your emotions rather than like, being able to be open with them. Next, we have the gift frequency, which is in your case, graciousness. So it's the capacity to be gracious with yourself instead of dishonoring your emotions. And gift frequencies are all about like human genius and service. So we're using a lot of S words. So we go from suffering to service. It's called the gift because along the path of like, you know, ascending through this archetype, you find a gift, right? And the path is the gift. And also it's a gift for you to receive and also a gift for you to share. So your gift is graciousness to be gracious with yourself and with others. And then the final frequency band is called the city. So S-I-D-D-H-I, not like the city of, you know, Mexico city, for example. Um, it's a Sanskrit word that means divine gift and it's an enlightened frequency. And we get to that state through a process of surrender and what you're surrendering is your ego. And so if you were to you know, not be Shay anymore and just be graciousness and surrender that ego and just fully merge with the energy of graciousness. The city that you would find yourself in is the city of pure grace. So mm -hmm. grace is the city. So that's one of the hero's journey of or hero's journeys of the Gene Keys is each of the 64 archetypes is actually a path. So for you, one of your paths to enlightenment would be the contemplation, which is the process of the Gene Keys, which we can talk about too of moving from the shadow of dishonor to the gift of graciousness to the city of grace. That is like a hero's journey in and of itself. So each of the 64 archetypes offers us that. But the other side that you'll see a lot in the Gene Keys, because there's a lot of other kind of like sub teachings of the Gene Keys, there's like the dream arc, which is all about like animals and like dream animals and crystals and things like that. And there's, you know, the seven sacred seals. There's a lot of like, it's a mystery school, the Gene Keys system. They, they offer a lot of different teachings. But the other thing that you'll see often is the chart, the golden path, like I was talking about. That's like, each of us goes through that arc, that same archetypal journey. We just have different archetypes versus like in terms of the 64 jinkies that we will face in them. So the golden path is split up between three paths are called sequences. And the first path is called the activation sequence. And it's all about activating your personal genius. So it's all about your personal challenges and personal breakthroughs and sort of claiming your four prime gifts. So it's the same four uh, gates of your incarnation cross are your activation sequence. So these kind of four cardinal directions of your life. The next part of that golden path, that path to enlightenment, that hero's journey is called the Venus sequence. It's all about then relationships. So using relationships as a spiritual path. So first you got to take care of your own stuff, right? And look at the personal challenges and then claim your own personal purpose. And then you get to be in relationship and use, we use relationships as a path to spiritual growth. And that takes the, that path is 
the longest of the of the three and then the final the third path is called the pearl sequence and that is looking at uh, career or business as a spiritual path which I personally love as like a Capricorn stellium I'm just like yes business growth self-development love it so we move through okay looking at yourself and your personal challenges and breakthroughs then can you be in relationship using relationship as a spiritual path and then once you can be yourself and once you can be in relationship now you're going to be called to share your gifts with the rest of the world and if it's your true soul calling and soul gift you will enter into the field of prosperity where as you give you receive you know and we're in this like beautiful state of conscious recirculation of resources aka time energy gifts money all of those things and that is the other archetypal hero's journey so all of us go through personal challenges and breakthroughs relationship challenges and breakthroughs and then career challenges and breakthroughs and the gene keys just highlights what does it look like for us i fucking love the explanation you are a true genius at being able to break this stuff down so eloquently (laughs) Like, I feel like if somebody was like, Ryan, what are the gene keys? I'm like, they're the keys of the frequencies. <laughs> like, it just wouldn't yes. make any damn sense. So thank you. I'm so glad that like, we invited you to be on the podcast. Like gene keys, it's one of those things. And like, obviously I'm obsessed with human design. It is not a secret to anybody in my life. I have everybody's human design chart basically saved in my phone. And sometimes I go through things where I'm just like, I'm taking a look at your chart. Like, what is this? What is that? I'm trying to like solve As problems. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just trying to solve people's problems, even though it's none of my business. So then the gene keys is just, it's so much deeper. And like the way that you explained it makes so much sense why we can't just know it. It's a path. It's a journey. And I love, like, I've listened to a bunch of Richard Rudd stuff, who was like the creator of Gene Keys and his whole thing. And like, he keeps coming back to it over and over again, because as humans, we forget about this. His whole thing is like, it's contemplation. You have to contemplate, meaning you have to give yourself space to just like sit in it. So like, it wasn't meant to be like, this is a textbook and I'm going to memorize it and take a test. That's not the magic. You're not going to get the magic of Gene Keys, nor almost anything in life that way, truly. And so like knowing that it's supposed to be contemplated, I feel like that takes the pressure off. And also knowing that like, We were never meant to figure anything out. If we were supposed to figure out the meaning of life, don't you think that somebody would have figured it out by now? Like, we're not supposed to know that. It's about the journey and the paths of like solving these problems and getting these breakthroughs and just like about learning deeper about who we are. And that's why like, there's three different sequences. Like, y'all, I said that this was a lot. This is a lot. There's three different sequences and there's like different frequencies and things like within each sequence that like, this could be your life's work to literally just dive into one sequence truly and so i feel like maybe it's maybe it's because i'm like a one three and i'm just like wow there's always something for me to investigate there's always something for me to research but like the same thing with human design find one piece and allow yourself to contemplate with it but i guess the question okay so like if people are like you know what you guys are talking me into it. I want to learn more about Gene Keys. Is there a place where people could get like their chart for the Gene Keys? 
Yeah. So you can pull your chart directly from genekeys.com slash free dash profile, or just go to genekeys.com and the one of the first menu items says free profile. And what's cool about that is when you pull it, you'll get a paragraph for each of your four prime gifts in your activation sequence, which are your incarnation cross. So your conscious sun and earth and your unconscious sun and earth. And I think they also give you an audio for your conscious sun. So I love that resource. I, I, it's quite unique because you get that written sort of interpretation. The difference being, you know, the way that Gene Keys, the, the language of the Gene Keys is quite poetic and mystical. Um, and you know, I think one of the things that you're reflecting back about how I describe jinkies, I make it very practical and, and use a lot of English in day to day. So don't, if you pull that and you're like, what does this mean? Like, don't worry. Like there, there's a be beautiful and mystical and very flowery and quite amazing side of the jinkies. And also if you have like confusion, there's ways to also break it down, but I love that resource. Um, I will soon have a jinkies chart pulling situation on uh my website just the people that i uh work with to do that need to still figure out their legal situation with the gene keys themselves so i'm waiting for them to like get their stuff together and then i'll have a similar um offering as well but yeah you can pull your you can pull your chart from there that's a great place to start uh and if you're familiar with human design you're gonna see some of those same placements like i was saying uh and that's and that's just a really good place to start. I would, you know, start at the beginning, right? Start at your conscious sun. That's the first sphere. That's the, that's how, that's, that's what the placements are called. And gene keys are called spheres and your conscious sun or your natal sun in astrology um, is the sphere of life's work in the gene keys. And that is where the path begins. That is the first key of the whole activation sequence process uh, or the whole golden path process which starts with the activation sequence starts with the life's work so that's a great place to start so you know mariah i think you're 56.1 that's your uh conscious sun i'm a 54.4 that's my capricorn sun it should be an energy that you're really familiar with go to the jinkies website pull that chart look at you know your birth time obviously they have some faqs on knowing that and i'm sure you guys have talked about it in your podcast before and you'll get that paragraph description and you'll get, I think, uh, Richard Rudd's like audio contemplation on that key, uh, which is really helpful just to hear him talk about it. Know that it's going to be a little poetic and mystical, um, but there's ways to make it more uh, applicable, which is sort of on my genius. That's like what I do is make it really like grounded and day to day. So if you get a little lost, just know that there's ways to make it really uh, specific and day to day. Well, I can totally tell because my first exposure to Gene Keys, Mariah and I did an episode on our incarnation cross, and that was kind of mm. the doorway. And so I, I've been on the website before, and I've been on that 22, and I've read that dishonor. And I was like, what does that mean? I don't think I'm living in dishonor. But the way that you said that, dishonoring my emotions, that was certainly a, a you know, something I've progressed through and had to am working through constantly, you know, so I, you, yeah. you absolutely have a gift for uh, immediately. I was like, oh my God, that makes 10 times more sense than anything I've read online. So amazing. And I'm curious, you mentioned before we pressed um, record on this episode that, you know, we talk a lot about tools on this podcast, human design, Enneagram, whatever it is, you mentioned that Jinkies is your favorite. Can you take us through like the origin story there? How did you discover it? What how did it fall into this place of like, um, I love this and it's been really helpful. Yeah. How did it get to the top of my rotation? Absolutely. Um, so I 
discovered human design in 2019 and sort of was doing, you know, a lot of self-study and was kind of interested, very interested in that, in that work. And when I started my business, I started with teaching women how to trust themselves. What is the energy of self-trust? How can you have your own back? And that included connecting with your intuition. And when I when I got into the business space, which is funny because that's my like vocation in the Gene Keys is like dealing with lack of self-trust and going into self-trust. So it was just cool that that's how I started my business. When I got on, onto the online space, I just searched on Instagram intuition and just to see who would come up. And a human design teacher whose handle was intuition lifestyle at the time came up. Her name is Eden Carpenter and she was my first, you know, human design teacher. And so I was, you know, I was really excited. She's talking about intuition. She's talking about human design. I know human design. My whole thing's intuition. This is great. And I was, I was getting into my coaching. I just, I decided I do want to do a coaching certification. I have done so much personal development in the past. I've always been, I've been taught to coach. Like I've been taught to teach. I have a lot of, you know, experience in that, but nothing like actually certified. I want to do a certification just because I'm going to be coaching. Right. And at that time, Eden came out with her human design and gene keys coaching certification that she created uh which is an amazing creation and can't wait to like interview her on like my own podcast about it because i'm just like how did you do this um and she it was it was human design and gene keys i didn't know what the gene keys were but i was like okay if i'm teaching women how to trust themselves i need to teach them about strategy and authority you know we have to get into that how do you you can't how do you not know how to take action and make decisions how can i teach you to trust yourself if you don't know that so that's, that was really my main interest. And then that's where I learned the Gene Keys. So she started talking about Gene Keys a couple months in, and I was just like, you know, having that moment that you have with the Gene Keys where you're like, what the hell is this personal attack? How do you know this much about my life? Like, have you been stalking me? This is so fucking real. Like what is going, you know, just that fucking mind blowing moment of like, how is this, this accurate? And, you know, human design was, was accurate. Like has always been very accurate. It just didn't go like as deep necessarily for me, you know, it was just like, yep. Okay. This is my mechanics. I'm a manifesting generator. Like I am like, you know, that changed my life to know that I was a manifesting generator and I'm here to do and, and create multiple things all at the same time and blah, blah, blah. And I still get so much out of like learning about the gates and the lines, getting into my variables, like I was saying, and, and understanding that side. But with Gene Keys, it just went so much deeper in terms of like, like archetypal experiences in my life, uh, words that I use, you know, on my own, um, challenges that I face and, and, and where, you know, the, the human design isn't really going to tell you like your biggest relationship challenge, right? Like it's not going to tell you that necessarily, um, in, in the way that the gene keys does. So yeah, I, I just started learning the gene keys at that point and I don't exactly know what happened, other than I just started to include them more in my readings and started to have way more fun with learning the gene keys and slowly but surely human design started falling out of my like study obsession rotation and I just got more and more and more into the gene keys and the more that I went after I took Eden's program I went to the gene keys people themselves took all of their courses um you know I had already I already had had the book from being in the certification and I just fell into the deepest rabbit hole you could ever fall into because the gene keys is literally endless and i'll just speak really quick to mariah what you've been talking about with like this contemplation and this you know experience of the gene keys that you're not meant to sort of grasp it one of the things that 
is really important to know about the gene keys is that it's a living transmission. So it has this experience. What does that mean? It has when you when you read it, when you engage with the archetypes, they aren't static, like you're saying. You know, it's like you will read them and get something completely different out of that reading that you didn't even like catch the first time. Like you didn't even hear that word. It just passed right through you. There's also this experience of when you read the gene keys, it is it like frequent it like for in frequency changes your DNA and you're like, I understand everything about the world, blah, blah, blah. And then you try to talk about it to someone else and like mumbo jumbo comes out and you can't explain the experience that you had. And it's like yes. the craziest fucking yes. thing. Yeah. Where you, they're both like laughing because it's so true. You know, it's like, it's this very interesting living wisdom and what you're meant to do is live it. You know, like you're saying, it's a hero's path. You're meant to experience it you're meant to contemplate it and what i love about human design and gene keys both is that they're both like that human design is an experiment gene keys is a contemplation and they are both focused on using the body as the tool for spiritual enlightenment it's not about bypassing the body and our physical earthly experience it's about using our physical earthly experience and the mundane and the challenges and our body to to essentially grow spiritually you know and it, not it's not about trying to just ascend into our rainbow bodies and like move on or whatever so but but something to know about the jinkies is that it is alive it is literally alive it it, it is fluid it is ever-changing and so that's why there's just always endless things to get into so i don't know i don't know exactly how it came to that's how i discovered it but i don't know exactly why i fell so deeply in love with it but i really did and i don't and i also find that not a lot of people know about it and i love being you know in a small pond and developing expertise in that area that also is exciting to me and and being a translator of a very intense like flowery at sometimes transmission and making it very practical and very grounded so i'm really excited about doing that so yeah it's a little bit of that story a little bit of mystery oh there i'm 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 thinking about it. i'm like how did i fall in love with it so anyway <laughs> there you go it like it sunk its teeth into you and like hasn't it did let you go since and i feel like that's no. That's cool. And like, you don't know what that's going to be until you know what that's going to be. Like five years ago, there was no way. Well, actually, I think it is five years ago, 2019 from now, but like seven years ago, you had no idea that this could even like be a thing. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where it's like, can we just continue to move forward in life and like follow the nudge and like trust our curiosity and just see where it leads us? And then like, you never know what you're going to discover. And like, I don't hear anybody talking about the gene keys. Everybody like human design has like popped off recently. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, everybody, <laughs> there's more depth over here. Like just because you know your strategy and authority doesn't mean that you've solved everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I also think that like, I'm a personal development lover. And so like this, like the depth of it is something that I really like. And like one of my favorite parts about getting readings and stuff like that, and like in all of these different facets, like astrology, human design, gene keys, is that I find it gives me language to be able to explain what I've already thought or what I've already felt. And it like makes me feel seen on a different level where I was like, Oh, so I did experience that. And like me feeling this way 
is accurate. And then like, I think that's why I like the gene keys is because like, although it's very mystical, to me, it makes logical sense, like the three frequencies and stuff like that. And so I was just looking at my gene keys book and like, for example, so like my conscious son is in gene key 56. And so like my shadow frequency is distraction. My gift frequency is enrichment and my city frequency is intoxication. So like sometimes when I feel like I'm distracted or just like floundering about, I'm like, how can I look at life through the lens of enrichment? Like, how can I, like, what things, what tasks, what feelings, what people are going to enrich my life on a deeper level? And then, like, when I feel like I'm there, the next question that I sometimes ask is, like, how can I be intoxicated by life? How can I be so fucking amped about life that... I just keep moving forward and like trusting myself to go with it. And like having that language and having those three steps has just been really good for being able to ask myself better questions. And then the other thing that I wanted to talk about that I think like is a reason why I'm fucking obsessed with this is because the shadow frequency, it's not just distraction. Like it gives you a repressive nature of your distraction and a reactive nature of your shadow. And so it it's like different lenses to kind of see your bullshit through, which I find really helpful. My repressive nature is sullen and my reactive nature is overstimulated. And so like even just sitting with this information, I could sit with this for six weeks, six months, six years, and just be able to like look at life and decisions and things like that. And that's why I enjoy having the book. It's not like I read, it's not a book that you read from cover to cover. It's kind of just like, hey, I made note of like the main things in my chart that I want to kind of like keep hold of. And then when I feel stuck, it's literally just another tool in my tool belt that I can kind of reach towards. And I just find it like wildly fucking helpful. Well, you have to remember that the gene keys are based off of the I Ching, which are the codes of the universe. You know, that's what they are. Like the gene keys and the I Ching and the gates of human design are literally the codes of the universe. Like you understand everything in the universe through understanding the 64 archetypes. And if anyone is curious about what the heck that means and, and a little bit of the background, it's like this, the I Ching is a, uh, a transmission from there's many different dates but let's say somewhere between five and ten thousand years ago from china specifically and it's a way to essentially divide the experience of the universe until we get like specific combinations of yin and yang energy so the question that the I Ching asked was what if you could describe everything in the universe in two in two buckets and the answer was yin and yang. And then as you keep subdividing and you create, okay, now with four, right? Two yins, two yangs, or maybe one yin, three yangs. And then we subdivide again and we get six. That That's that's how we get the 64 hexagrams. Hex is six lines, you know, that's the, the foundation of the hexagram frequency. You get these 64 unique archetypes of hexagrams that are like mathematically identical to human DNA. And there's so much in the universe that is based on 64. The 64, uh, you know, 
like notes, the scales of music, 64 bit uh, in like computer programming, it's literally genetically identical or, or mathematically identical to like binary code in computers. Like we, we are literally understanding the codes of the universe. So to like just say why it's so fucking crazy and why it, it's that those words give you that handle to describe life it's because that's literally what they're designed to do and it helps once you put on <laughs> the lenses of human design and gene keys and the gates and astrology you can't take them off you know to your point of like having everyone's like human design in your phone or whatever like once you know those words you can ask yourself better questions like you're saying am I experiencing distraction or shame am I experiencing dishonor for me it's greed you know Capricorn energy am I experiencing greed like that those words hold these crazy frequencies they, they describe a universe of experience but you can capture it in one energetic vessel which is that word um so it's just fucking nuts it's really it really is um uh to to like really like the like the I Ching is described as the code of the universe human design fixed it to astrology that's the magic of human design now we can understand our own codes because we can look at where our son was in the fixed I Ching on the day we were born and then that gives us our life's work and the gene keys and it's just like it's just magical like I really yeah I could talk about this for a long time but Shay I see you're unmuted what well, uh, I'm just like dude I've never understood I always hear like I Ching uh, Estrella I hear that it's all connected but I've never understood how and the, I love the language you're using like I'm like oh okay that makes a ton of sense so I'm excited to hear you one thing I've really been unclear about um conscious and unconscious like I've heard yeah a million explanations and I feel like it's having trouble um sinking in would yeah. you mind talking a bit about your conscious side versus your unconscious side and I know you mentioned earlier it was like taking a look at your chart 88 days before you were born is that right could you talk a little bit more about like yeah. the difference between the two hundred percent. So this is one of the like really cool gifts from the human design system. So human design was received, I guess, was forced into a man named uh, Robert, who then went by Ra Uruhu after his experience in 1987. And he had this like eight day and eight night experience um, after literally taking a pill in Ibiza, where he was uh, told by what he called the voice, um, uh, everything about the human design system. And that included how to get the human design body graph. That's the name of the human design chart. And the way that we get the body graph included mer emerging of a couple different like ancient systems that then became the foundation of the gene keys as well. interrupting this podcast episode really quick so we just wanted to pop in here and share with you something that we've launched that we think that you are going to love the design your dream day a lifestyle design workshop Mariah and I designed this workshop three years ago, and we've held it live several times since then. Um, and we get a lot of great feedback from it. So we really wanted to package this all up and put it together in more of a evergreen form, especially now that it's the top of the year and a lot of people are thinking about goal setting. But really the point of this workshop 
Mariah and I are constantly bitching about goal setting. And we were really frustrated by the typical way that we had been taught to set goals. And, you know, we're working with people that are constantly feeling stuck and needing a pivot, but lacking clarity. So we kind of went to the drawing board, you know, what would it look like for us to set goals in a more intuitive, creative way, um, but a way that's also kind of grounded in neuroscience and how the brain works. So we did a bit of research, kind of tested some things and brought in some of our favorite practices that have been helpful for us in setting goals and intentions for the year or the season, whatever you're at right now. Um, the, the workshop starts with a bit of um, a, a hypnosis or a guided visualization. It's a really awesome time to tap into your more creative, childlike play side and, and let yourself dream big. And then we kind of start a little broad and work our way um, a bit more towards groundedness, a bit more into the tangible. And so we really start with a big vision and then whittle it down into the actual steps that you can take starting today or tomorrow to actually get there. So it's intended to be um, a bit of a high level look, but also down in the weeds on the ground, what day-to-day -day steps you can take to actually get towards your vision. And the, the big message of the workshop, it's not really about the outcomes, right? It's more about shifting into a new identity. Who is this future version of you? Who are you? Who, what do they prioritize? What are they devoted to? What do they want to spend their time on? And then how can we kind of reverse engineer that to let that influence um, our lives and our typical day to day? Yeah. And honestly, like my favorite part about this workshop truly is the fact that like we start with the inner vision and then we bring it into the outer action, which I think that a lot of traditional goal setting doesn't really do. You usually start with the outer action. You don't start with your inner vision. And then a lot of like meditations and visual visualizations will start with the inner vision but then they don't weave in the outer action. So that's why I really love this process that we're going to walk you through in the workshop. So you can learn more about the workshop or you can snag it over at curiouslyguided.com slash dream day. So we will put the links to that in the show notes, but let's take you back to the episode. So um, we have the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching now arranged in a wheel and affixed to certain placements in astrology. So like, for example, I'm, we're in like Aquarius season right now. It's like there are, if you divide uh, like 12 zodiac signs by 64 gene keys, or I guess you could say, let's do 360 degrees divided by 64 gene keys. You get one hexagram that it that is in the zodiac wheel for about six degrees, you know, something like that. So six days in the, as the sun goes around, you know, 360 ish. Um, so that was like one of the first cool things that human design gave us is it fixed the code. We're in Aquarius right now. I think we're in gate 41. There's six types of Aquarius energies. There's six types of Capricorn energies for mutable signs. There's seven uh, gates. So that was like really cool. Then the other thing that we got from human design is yes, use your natal chart, which is, <laughs> bless you, uh, which is, you know, the, all the energy of the day that you were born. And then we got this really cool download of the, the, it's called the design uh, in, in human design, like your design side, which is the unconscious side, or rather the natal chart, 88 degrees, which is roughly 88 days before you were born. 
So we're look which and, and if you think 88, that's like almost 90 degrees. So it's like a quarter turn back. Um, so in human design, you have your your if you're looking at a chart, typically the right side is going to be black. That's your conscious energy that is your it's called personality in traditional human design language it's your personality side and it's all of the energy that you're really conscious and aware of because that energy was imprinted on the day you were born so it was like when you were it was like the moment that you were like you know fully out of your mother's womb that's when that imprint imprinting happened uh we can talk about neutrinos if that's interesting how does uh, how does imprinting actually happen but that gets a little bit into the weeds but that's all the stuff on a, on the day you were born so you were born you were like out in the world like you were conscious already and so all that energy is like stuff that you're that stuff that you think of yourself as you you know it's like things that i that's who i think i am yeah my 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 capricorn stellium i have you know capricorn sun mercury venus mars neptune uranus like all of those things yep that's me yep my scorpio moon yep my aquarius rising like all those all which we don't use the rising sign in, in human design but it's all the conscious energy things you're aware of then we have 88 days back 88 degrees back that was right at the start of your third trimester and essentially around the time when the when I forget which exact part of the brain it is. I believe the prefrontal cortex has either started to develop, I believe started to develop or maybe finished developing. I'm not exactly, I don't remember at this exact time. Um, uh, I, I've known it in the past, but I haven't talked about this in, in a long time. But during that time, that you also received an imprinting and all of that is your subconscious stuff that you you know, you're not necessarily aware of. And that's why on the design side, it's all about the physical. It's all about your body. You know, so when we learn about, for example, like variable uh, in human design, the variables that are on the person, sorry, on the design side are all about like, how does your body, what, what environment does your body like to be in? What, uh, how do you like to digest? You know, we're looking at all of the unconscious is like the way other people see you versus when we look like the variable on the conscious side, it's like, how do you view the world? What's your motivation? You know, it's very like conscious things that you can like think of and be like, yeah, yeah, that's me. And then unconsciously you're like, I guess that is me, huh? Interesting. So conscious and unconscious is really describing like your mind that's the conscious you could say and your body unconscious you could say i it's it's funny cuz you can use both of those things you can also say that your unconscious body is also your subconscious so still still the mind but not the like prefrontal cortex like front part of the mind necessarily so does that make sense does that clarify that says i've just said a yeah, lot of words yeah no no as soon as okay. you brought in the subconscious cool. element and i i've had that ex- i've heard that before i forgot like how other people see you versus how you see yourself. I always think that's really helpful as well. Um, and I'm curious, so does conscious and unconscious relate to, I'm sorry if I'm asking the dumbest questions, does that relate no, to gene totally keys or is that only it a does. human design thing? Okay. No, right. So that's why that's why we can't have gene keys without human design because the gene keys golden path uses placements that came from the human design download of 88 degrees before you were born. Yeah. Like we didn't have, that information before human design. So when you look at the golden path, it's about a 50-50 split between conscious energy and unconscious energy. Again, those those words are only human design words. The Gene Keys doesn't describe it as that. The Gene Keys says, you know, here's your sphere of radiance. It's it's calculated by the position of the sun 88 days before you were born. But if you know human design, you would know, well, yeah, that's my unconscious sun or that's my design sun if you use traditional human design language. So yes, it totally relates. Uh, and it's why 
it's why the gene keys had to come after uh, human design. So gene keys to just shed a little bit of the backstory. So we had uh, Ra Ruhu, the Canadian man who took a pill in Ibiza, had an eight day crazy experience and was told like about this system and told to to carry it out. That happened in 1987. There was a big energetic experience that year that had that download come through. And then uh, Richard Rudd, who then came to found the Gene Keys, found uh, uh, Ra. Um, he had had his own really crazy spiritual experience um, of like a three-day enlightened state where he could just know everything he wanted to know and see everything he wanted to see and go everywhere he wanted to go. He doesn't talk about that experience too much. I've tried to like find, I'm like, when was it? Was it before or after? I'm not sure. He also had already studied the I Ching. So he had already known about the codes. So then he found Ra and he was like, oh my God, that man fucking fixed it. He put it to like astrology and he actually became one of Ra, uh, Ra's like first human design students. And he got really into like human design mechanics. He has a book on channels. Like he like wrote a lot about it, but then started to kind of download further and further this Gene Keys experience from, I believe that crazy, you know, three-day light experience that he had. And in like 2007, I believe is when the Gene Keys book was first published, early 2000s, something like that. It took him seven years to write the book. He had to go through a full seven-year cycle uh, to like really transcribe that transmission. And it's, as he describes it, it's, it's a book that wrote itself. Like it's not him writing it. He's just the messenger. But yeah, so anyway, it came after <laughs> human design because it uses those unconscious placements. And those are really important in the Gene Keys system. Yeah. And, and PSA, Richard Rudd is alive and well. He's a young man. He is 57 years old. He will continue to be hopefully alive, fingers crossed, for a long ass time. He is on Clubhouse. He's on YouTube. You can do his fucking workshops. I've talked to him before. He's fucking dope as shit. And he is still developing the Gene Keys. There's a lot more coming through, new sequences, new teachings. So it's a it's a really exciting time to be alive if you like the Gene Keys. I am excited every day about it. <laughs> It's cool. Yeah, I've listened to a bunch of his like Instagram lives, especially during COVID and stuff. Honestly, I was like yeah. stuck in my house and I was like, I need somebody to ground my ass. And so he was on Clubhouse like every day during that time too. It was insane. Yeah, I think I was listening to his Instagram lives and I was just like something about his energy is just like very grounded and just like fatherly, but not in like chaotic fatherly, but in just like a holding you but also holding you accountable groundedness which felt really like nourishing and I like what you said and like what he says about like I'm just the messenger and also what an amazing reflection for the rest of us too we're just messengers from like our zones of genius so it's like how can we move out of our own way to let the message come through because like we talk about on the podcast all the time, it's like we're our own little puzzle piece. And that's why we like these tools. It's because it it gives us a way to be able to self-reflect and figure out and kind of sit and contemplate about like different facets of ourselves. But like, that's why operating in the same way, like everybody else isn't going to work for everybody. That's why really taking time and space to get to know yourself, to ask yourself better questions and to allow yourself, like I like this message here, just to be a message, a messenger of like what wants to come through. Like that's just so empowering versus I have to operate in the same way like everybody else. 
because that's kind of disempowering. It's like, I don't operate that way. And that's why I feel like, like when I look at the Gene Keys book or like when I look at other people's human design and stuff like that, certain things in their chart that I'm saying, I'm like, I don't resonate with that. And I know that like in Gene Keys, we all have the keys somewhere in our DNA and blah, 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 blah. But it's cool that it's like, we have a focus point where it's like, I don't have to learn all 64 or like with human design, I don't have to dive into the projector energy so much. Like it's actually going to benefit me if I stay in my lane and only dive into like the generator aspect. And I feel like that's just so much more empowering than like throwing everything at us and being like, good luck, good luck trying to figure out what resonates because like our human mind just gets in the way. And so I think that's why I'm just like, fucking obsessed with these things because it's just it's a a reminder that we're never going to figure it out that we're just on a path of evolution and that like we all have our zones here and we all have our challenges which is what gene keys really brings of like what what is my unique flavor of suffering because like the human us we don't want to suffer but like we have to suffer in order to evolve and so knowing like what our flavor is of suffering I feel like it just it makes it easier even though it's not easy you know what I'm saying a hundred percent yeah it's it's the most validating system I've ever worked with and to your point I really like the unchanging aspect of it you know versus like say like Myers-Briggs or Enneagram, which is like, well, what do you resonate with? Or you could be a seven or an eight. I'm like, fucking every time I take this fucking test, I get something different. This is so yes. annoying. Yes. You know, it's so frustrating. I've never resonated with those systems. And again, what a cool time to be alive. These systems were not around. Human design and gene keys were not around until 1987 and later, like early 2000s, you know? So like really like, wow, like we are in like the beginning of this like change very Aquarian age energy too, because it's the science of differentiation. That's what human design is described as. To your point, what is your unique flavor of X, Y, and Z? Um, and so, yeah, with Gene Keys, what's really cool, let me like say some more cool things you can get from the Gene Keys. So the, there's 14 placements that we look at, 14 spheres. Um, it's really 11, but three of them are split between two different sequences. And so they you get an extra three because they they can be one way in one sequence and a different way in another. And so, yes, you understand your, your particular flavor of suffering. There's going to be a challenge in personal life. There's going to be a challenge in relationships and there's going to be a challenge in business. And it tells you what those, what those things are, which is super helpful. Um, but yeah, with the life's work sequence, you get, or sorry, with activation sequence, you get what your life's work is going to be. So like, what is the thing that you're going to just, because of who you are, that you're going to carry out and do everywhere in the world. That's the sphere of life's work. That's your conscious sun. That's your natal sun. Then you get your specific flavor of personal challenge. That's the sphere of evolution, your conscious earth. And then how does that turn into something that can ground you? The sphere of radiance, your unconscious sun is like what keeps you healthy. It's like this intuitive uh, gift that, you know, allows you to be in sync with the right things at the right time and the right places and the right foods and things like that. It's like this kind of like second splenic center is how I describe it. And then you get your purpose, which purpose in the Gene Keys is who you are and how you like do everything and how you live in the world. The wet, the best way I love Richard's description of this. I you probably said this in your reading, Maria, because I just love it. He describes it as like the texture of your consciousness. It's like just with those four keys, imagine if you knew what you're here to do, what you're here to learn, what keeps you healthy and what your texture of consciousness is like, that's just like so sick. And then with the Venus sequence, really clear again. So purpose is like, 
it now turns into, well, what's your purpose in relationships, not just on your own. And first we have to look at what's your biggest challenge in relationships. We then look at what makes you attractive literally to the people, the right people at the right time. And also your manifestations, that's the sphere of attraction. Then we go through the super cool journey of like literally picking apart or picking back, unpicking, you could say, um, the, the, uh, let me let my dog out of the, out of the closet. She's unhappy to be, uh, in my recording studio. Um, you get to unpick all of the sort of like wounds essentially that got you to where you are today, right? So your unique flavor of suffering to your point, the Venus sequence is like a wound map. So there's the IQ, which is like mental, uh, uh, patterning that doesn't serve us and how can we turn it into using the mind in service of the heart we have the eq emotional patterning that doesn't serve us and we have the sq we're looking at the physical spiritual uh you know in in our purest rawest form and then we get to the sphere of vocation which in the venus sequence is actually our core wound it's like the biggest challenge that we face but that turns when you get to the pearl sequence into your greatest zone of genius the pearl sequence then continues on with like the sphere of culture, which is like how you attract, you know, the right people and the right time, but to your business, right? First we had relationships and we had, you know, for career. So people that invite you to podcasts, for example, or your followers or your coaches or whoever clients, like all of those people, your brand then, or your life's work then gets turned into your brand, which turns into more of like your message and like how you're going to sell your message. And then it all comes together in the sphere of pearl, which is like, what brings all of that energy together and specifically shows you, uh, you know, the, the kind of purpose of it all, so to speak. So there's so many like really cool and very practical things that you can get from the gene keys and that are unchanging. You don't have to take a fucking personality test to like discover what they are. It's like, no, you have forevermore, you know, like going to Shay, for example, like forevermore with your life's work, your inner work will always be to deal with how you dishonor yourself and dishonor your emotions and your uh, life's work will always be how you are just a fluid natural in your graciousness and the care that you can offer people and how you can really hold space for people and have like endless, you know, graciousness with yourself and with, you know, true emotion. So that's an example there. Or like Mariah, like you forever and unchanging, you know, will be the inquirer, you know, and as your vocation. Like I remember us talking about your podcast during your reading because you were like, that's literally what I do. We ask questions. It's literally called curiously guided. And that is like Mariah's literal zone of genius is to ask amazing questions, the gift of inquiry. So it's just so helpful to know that that's just like who I fucking am now and will be forever more. And I'll just keep getting more and more better at being myself. Fucking chills. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so good. Oh, I want to know for you, you know, I, you talked about all the sequences and when you were talking about Pearl, what uh, piqued my ears a little bit, we talked mm. about career and biz as a spiritual path. And I think that's a concept that Ryan and I certainly relate to and a lot of our listeners I think relate yeah. to we talk about this podcast as like kind of the combination of the inner work and the outer work so for you what does that look like like learning about mm -hmm. yourself and how has that influenced your career oh my gosh it's been huge yeah I mean I think like I think learning about the pearl sequence just to say this really quick like and learning that it was looking at business as a spiritual path or like whatever your my for mine it's a is a business and entrepreneurially based career but like you know for anyone it's just soul based career i call it soul source like you're sourcing it from your soul it's not just like thrust upon you or something that you know 
you were like, ah, my dad was a lawyer. So now I'll be a lawyer. Like that could be part of your path. But like, once you actually source from your soul, what you want to do, like that has always resonated for me as like, of course, it's going to be a huge spiritual path. And like, you know, as you know, for us, like who are people on the internet, it's like, we have to deal with so much stuff. Like, how am I, is my message getting across? Like, do I like, you know, you have to deal with so many limiting beliefs. Like, am I worthy of this? Can I do it? Like, there's just so much spiritual work to be done when you put yourself out there. And and, and especially in this like entrepreneurially, you know, public face of a, of a brand type of, you know, career. Um, so it reflected so much of like that reality for me. But yeah, for me, it was super interesting. Like specifically, you know, learning about vocation was just fascinating because it is you're at once the thing that you struggle the most with and the thing you care the most about and so because you care the most about it you're willing to struggle the most with it and map navigate through that challenge of dealing with that and as you navigate through that challenge because it's some the thing you care about the most you will master that energy it's very similar to like the chiron placement in uh, astrology and then because you care about it so much you want to help other people master it too and so for me it was more of a retrograde or retro hang on I don't know what word I'm trying to say but just I was more retrospective there we go <laughs> it's like I'm in my astrology era so I'm like retrograde uh, but yeah it was more of a retrospective experience where I when I learned about my vocation was gene key 44 um and that's one of those gene keys where it has like 10 million different meanings so we're gonna just gonna focus on the trust and intuition meaning when I realized that part of the shadow was about not trusting yourself or it's actually it's called interference and reactively it's distrustful and reactively it's misjudging so repressively you don't trust people that maybe you should trust and then reactively you do trust people that you should not have trusted you misjudge um when I learned about that, I was like, that's fucking crazy because I had this like super insane experience of getting the rug pulled out from under me, questioning everything and then living my life for a year or so, not being able to trust myself at all and living a very, you know, repressed and the, the life that I basically never wanted to have, which was to work a nine to five. I was like, Fuck. I'm like going to an office every day. It was like the worst experience, but at the same time, the most growing experience. And then as I developed my self-trust, then I went and taught about self-trust. That was my, like I developed frameworks for it. Um, I had to go through my own in insane personal journey to like re reclaim that self-trust. And then I started teaching about it. And that was my, like how I started my business. Then to look back and see that that is what my vocational journey was about was just psychotic, you know? And, and the vocational journey is to deal with like a core wound experience, master that, you know, challenge and then be so passionate about it that you want to share with the rest of the world. I hope that you don't go through this too, like I did, or if you are going through it, here's what I learned, you know? So it was just like, so insane. So that, that has really like helped me now. I know I don't necessarily teach so directly about self-trust, but my vocation is infused very much so in the work that I do. Um, and, and, you know, I think to kind of finish answering your questions there's so many like my talent is in like making the stuff nitty-gritty and day-to-day -day and the mundane that's everything about you you'll see that reflected in my chart I mean Capricorn stellium you know and the gene keys would describe many of my talents as doing that and so I just like use the chart as like my day-to-day -day, like roadmap you know like oh this is coming up here it's not for many people who love the like really flowery and like mystical and just like want to get lost in the sauce, you know, that's a really beautiful experience for them. For me, it's like, okay, I'm launching. I'm going to look at this key right now.
and I'm going to contemplate this energy. And like, these are the actions I'm going to take. And I've developed, you know, tapping techniques, like, you know, EFT tapping techniques to work with the jinkies, journaling prompts, uh, you know, I have a lot of ad lib journaling things that I do where I substitute words for, you know, depending on the key I'm looking at, depending on the sphere I'm looking at. And I just make it super applicable and very actionable in my day to day. And it's, and it's changed everything, you know, and, and now I teach people how to do that because people are like, how do you read charts like this? How do you make it applicable? So then it gave me that gift as well. Um, so yeah, I think I answered your question. <laughs> Let me know if there's more I can say. No, I, I think that that's perfect. And it just, like the juice of all of this and like we keep saying over and over again it's simply who you are that's why you resonate so deeply with it is because like it's just who i am like i don't have to try to like put on a blouse and a blazer and try to fucking pretend like i'm somebody that i'm not and i like what you said and like what the gene keys brings is like as business as a spiritual path because that's very much how we see it and like we say that like business is a reflection of us Business, like when you get in business, it's like holding up a million different mirrors that you have. You're just seeing yourself in all of these different ways. And it comes back to the relationship that you have with yourself. So when I learned about the gene keys and like how all of the sequences are connected, I was like, that's cool that like the way that I saw it is actually kind of how it is. Like, and because logically that just makes sense to me. When you're running a business, you have to make so many decisions and all of these decisions are seen through the perspective of who you are. So if you take time for personal development in a way that feels good to you, not in a way to just shame yourself, but like personal development, your business is always going to evolve or grow or get better, or you're going to completely shift that business to then create something in the world that better aligns with you. And so you can't fuck this up. And like, how cool is that? My question though, is like, you mentioned when you're launching, you take a look at this and you take a look at that. Like, and I know this is probably going to be a little bit more advanced than what our listeners are here for, but I'm just curious. How do you know where to look? Like, how do you know which sequence to reflect on? How do you know which sphere? Like, if I'm looking at the fucking gene keys and I'm just like, I'm having a rough day over here, which sphere do I look at? Like, where could I start my contemplation? Maybe if I've already done my conscious sun, I've sat with gate 56. I feel like I'm, um, um, my thirst is quenched currently for that one. What's the next one that I go to or like, how do I know? Yeah, no, it's, that's, it's a good question. And, you know, I think that the Gene Keys folks would say something like, you know, trust what you feel called to and like trust your intuition and, and scan your chart and see if anything jumps out at you. And that is definitely a way to go about it. I think if we were to, if you're asking me who is like, here's where you go for this. and like very, you know, trying to make it really applicable in day to day. I think you first need to have like a theoretical understanding of the Gene Keys sequence, sequences. Like 
and and you got already so much of it in this podcast episode well okay if i'm dealing with something that feels personal i might actually start with my activation sequence and just scan through those four and see what's up um if you remembered that radiance is about health and like where you should be and you're dealing with some kind of health stuff maybe it's worth looking at that key if you're dealing with relationships take a look at your venus sequence what's going on there if it's something in your business go and take a look at your at your pearl sequence so just having those like i call them like umbrella terms i really need to come up with a better way to describe this but you know in in it's also kind of like this in human design too where there's just like one big umbrella so like the golden path and then it's like three sequences okay personal relationship business okay which one of those buckets would it fall under and then once you know the next level down okay which spheres then you can sort of you know process of elimination sort of go and and find a place uh to look so yeah, it really depends on your approach. If you just want to throw a dart at a wall, I mean, the Gene Keys book can also be used like the I Ching Oracle was used, which is just to flip to a random page and see, you know, what what it falls under and contemplate that. People have created card decks with the sixty four uh, archetypes. You can buy one of those decks, pull it out, contemplate that. There's ways to cast yarrow sticks or do flip coins to find using the six lines of the hexagrams, find which key. So there's like divination that you can do with the 64 archetypes. That was the main intention of the I Ching in the first place was to divine with them, to kind of find and get answers from them. But yeah, I, I think, you know, if we're going to use the more day-to-day nitty gritty, go to your, take, take a look at the thing that you're dealing with, is it personal? Is it relationship? Is it business space? And then take a look at the spheres and see which one of those might that be. If I'm really feeling like I'm dealing, like maybe give me an example if you want, we can make it applicable. What's like something that's coming up for you? Yeah. Well, I think the example that you kind of gave was good about like launching, let's say, because we Mm -hmm. do have some entrepreneurs in here where it's like you said, if you're launching, you'll take a look at this certain gate. So like if people are launching, what can they be aware of? Yeah. So launching would be a business uh, thing. So you would start with the pearl sequence. And particularly for me, I would look at the sphere of culture because the sphere of culture is where you attract uh, in business in particular. And so when I'm launching, I'm contemplating my sphere of culture because I want to make sure I'm not in the shadow of my culture and therefore blocking my culture. I want to make sure I'm more in the gift and I want to be attracting my culture. So that's, and that's something that I made up, you know, that's not something that the Gene Keys people would tell you when you launch, look at the sphere of culture, but it makes sense if you're trying to attract, well, that's what launching is. Look at the sphere of attraction in business, which is the sphere of culture. So that's where I would look for that. Can you give, I think you have my chart pulled up. Can you give an example, like using that just like, Hey, reflect with like this certain shadow frequency. I think that that might be helpful. Definitely. So the sphere of culture for you is 59.6. So we would want to look, start starting with the shadow of 59. So if you're in a launch, then you want to ask yourself the question, where might I be being dishonest, right? So 59 is the gate of intimacy. It, I have the channel itself and the channel, but also the gate as well can kind of be described as like this aura breaker. You know, it's like you kind of force intimacy onto people and like, you know, anything surface level is really not you. You want to get the deepest kind of most in, most intimate conversation that you can with people. And 
that's just like I like having that same key just to reflect back like that is who I am like I am so not interested in talking about the weather as soon as I meet someone I'm like what are you dealing with right now tell me about your challenges like it's just like aggressive like oversharing right away classic Scorpio moon I have that as well oh yeah (laughs) yes yes I have a full like Scorpio stellium like you know I have a close friends where I'm very uh open and intimate and transparent about everything um so and it's really fun and so but the shadow of that would be the lack of transparency. So that word is dishonesty. Um, and so it could literally be lying, just straight up lying, like to people or to yourself, you know. So I think the easiest way is like, are you lying to your customers? You know, that is a way that you would obviously fuck up your launch. But it's probably goes much more subtly for you. You definitely are not lying to your customers. And so the dishonesty could be in like, am I like you know, not sharing about like a challenge or something because of, that I'm dealing with, because I feel like, I don't know, people might not like it, but I really feel called to share it. But I like, maybe it's, I don't, you know, there's a bit of dishonesty there in that there's not a full transparency. And, and again, just because you have 59 doesn't mean you need to bear your soul every day to the internet, but like, where do you feel called to bear your soul? And are you holding yourself back from that? Um, I'm forgetting the, oh, right. So uh, the now I'm remembering uh, the the repressive nature of 59 is excluded, I believe. Yeah, excluded. So if you feel like you like you're feeling excluded from your launch in some way, like maybe you're working with a business partner and you feel like you're not in or you feel like you're disconnected from your audience, that might be uh, something to, to take a look at. And the reactive version is intrusive. So are you intruding on people? Are you forcing that intimacy? Are you being very intense about share this with me and like blah, 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 blah. Again, I'm not sure how that could come up for you. I'm not sure what you're launching, but those would be places, places to look at. And so, you know, like taking a look at like your content, you know, how are you showing up the energy with which you're creating your content, the energy with which you're thinking about your launch? Are you being dishonest in any type of way? Is there any type of feeling excluded, feeling like you're intrusive, a fear? I, the, the, the shadow there is like, it's like a fear of like the other, a fear of connection, you know? So what's there for you? versus the gift is intimacy and the city is transparency. And I love to actually most for most um keys, I focus on the gift because it's more applicable versus the cities can be like immortality. And it's like, okay, what the fuck does that mean in my day to day? But I actually really like transparency because that feels like a really applicable word for me, which is just to be straight up, you know? So one of the things that my clients are always so grateful about is when you get you know, in my courses, you can literally ask me anything and I will answer you, you know, like to you guys, I was like, I'm an open book. Like I can share literally anything and all things. Uh, and I use that word transparency for that. I feel like intimacy can be like a little, you know, intense, but other people that I've worked with this gate, you know, one person that I, that, I, that had this, uh, as their vocation, she's like a death doula, you know, and that's a really intimate job, you know, you get it. You're there with people's like last moments and so for you what's really attractive is either that you can be have that level of intimacy there aka that level of closeness and lack of barrier between you and your client and that's really like you know attractive and and desired 
But also maybe it's using that transparency as an example where you're just an open book or you will take people behind the scenes and share what's going on. So maybe the more transparent that you can be during a launch, the more honest you can be, the more intimate you can be showing the ups and downs, showing the behind the scenes, sharing what's on your heart. Maybe that is the way to embody that frequency. So this is where, again, it's a contemplation on your end. So I just said a bunch of stuff. Now it's up to you to see what lands, what resonates, see what examples are coming up, look back in the past. Oh, when have there been launches that have failed? Where's their dishonesty there? Uh, where have been launches that were been successful? Where are there elements of transparency there? What do my clients reflect back to me? Do they like, do they say things like, I love how deep we can go? That would be a reflection on your intimacy gift, things like that. You take it and then you make it your own. But yeah, does that make sense? Where does that, uh, what are, what's coming up for that? Hits, hits like a baseball to the face. <laughs> Uh, no, like it, it literally the personal attack of the genius yeah. is real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just remember when we were diving into my gene keys reading, this was one that we dove really deep into. And mm. it just made so much sense to me. Because in the online space, we see like, just share the numbers, you don't have to give all context, like just share the numbers. And like, to me, I felt like a liar. I was like, what? Right. And I think that I tried it once. And I was like posting. I was like, blah, blah, blah. Dude, crickets. Everybody was like, get the mm. fuck out of my face, dude. <laughs> and I felt I didn't feel good about it. You know what I mean? And so it's like every time that I either share numbers or like, you know, I educate on things. I'm literally just like, let me bring you behind the scenes. Let me show you because nobody else is going to show you in my industry of SEO. Nobody wants you to see behind the curtain and see how we do it. Where me, I'm just like, please let me fucking show you because I don't want to do it for you. I want you to do it. And the only way that you can do it is if I'm transparent about how I do it. And like that just resonates so deeply with people on consult calls, on my content, like all of the time. And so like, it's really helpful to see, like, it gives me language and it's just really helpful to see like, hey, you're in the right direction. You're doing this right. The thing that does feel good is something that makes sense. So thank you for diving into that. Thanks for giving that example. Yeah. I feel like it's it's really helpful to see the interpretation and the integration of these things when they can feel so mystical. Um, but overall- yeah. I, I know that we're running out of time here. Shay, do you have any last minute questions before? We yeah, wrap I just, up? I was going to kind of hard pivot the conversation. Maria, you've developed a pretty cool tool that I think you may be referencing while we're live here. Do you mind telling us a bit about it? Yeah, for sure. And, and Maria, I'm glad that it hit and resonated and that's just the magic of the gene keys. But yeah, I, yes, I reference often my app. I created a whole ass app out of <laughs> That was a weird way to say it. I said ass for too long. But anyway, I created a whole ass app for this world. Um, not a whole ass, but I did put my whole ass into it. I did not half-ass it. Um, for uh, human design and gene keys professionals. And I am, to my knowledge, the only person that has taken the bulk of human design and gene keys information and added astrology and put it into like a wiki and a database at the same time. And so I'm often referencing it because I there's 64, you know, gene keys and they have each of three frequencies and the shadow has two extra frequencies and a victim theme and they have a pairing partner and they have an I Ching hexagram and a trigram and yes, you know, all this stuff. So yeah, it's called the Cosmic Compendium. A compendium is like a anthology or a Wikipedia or not a Wikipedia, an encyclopedia uh, that you kind of like annotate as you go. And so the intention 
intention of the of the app is for it to house all of the knowledge there for you, but also for you to be able to write into it. So you can develop your experiment in human design and your Gene Keys contemplation and, you know, categorize and, and document it as you go. So that's the cosmic compendium. Yeah. Oh, I love that writing into it piece. That's something that Mariah and I've been talking a lot about is like having a place to document yeah. and reflect back on, because I feel like I'll learn it and then I'll lose it. Um, so that sounds 100%. incredible. Um, thank you yeah. so much for blessing us with all this incredible information today. <laughs> I have learned, I need to like re-listen to this episode seven more times. It's been insane. Um, <laughs> Tell us about, you know, if people are listening and they want to dive in further with you, where can people find you or um, work with you? Yeah, I'm so glad. Thank you for saying all those kind words. Uh, yeah, you can work with me. You can find me on Instagram at by Maria Henning because everything I create is by Maria Henning. Um, so just by and then my first and last name. And if you want to dive in deeper, I have some free resources for the Gene Keys. So you can pull your human design chart from my website. You'll get sent some great introductory podcast episodes, a great introductory masterclass, things like that. There's also lots of um, I have like very organized. Instagram guides with very in-depth content. And then if you want to take it a step further, you can book a reading with me. So like the reading that Mariah has been talking about that we did, I think it was March of 2023. So yeah, like seven or eight months ago to your point or, or whatever that was, maybe 10 at this point, actually, wait, if time, if I know how time works, uh, you can book readings with me and we can go through your sequences. I have a whole um, new offer that it will be probably just for this exact time, which is like a month intensive to go through the golden path together, specifically with a business focus, which will be exciting. But in general, for most of time, we can, I'm not sure when it'll go away or when they won't. Sometimes I take readings down, sometimes I take readings up, but generally readings are available and you can always DM me and we can dive into your specific sequences. Yeah. And I cannot recommend like a gene key sequence reading with Maria enough truly like I said in the beginning of this episode like I have listened to it a trillion times back to back two to three times on one drive like things just hit so much and like we're about to move from Tampa back up to Buffalo so we're going to be driving a lot and I it's on my list to listen to again and like Aww. driving on the throughway with like on cruise control and I like have my my voice note app open and I like take notes for myself as I'm listening. It's like studying while driving, which probably isn't the most safe thing in the world, but it keeps <laughs> my mind active. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so all of that is fucking amazing. We will leave all of the links to that stuff in the show notes. But before we let you go, we just have one more question that we ask every human on the podcast. Yeah. What has been sparking your curiosity lately? Um. Really? like specifically astrology I'm like really excited about astrology so I have had on my list to like become a master of transits like for a while now like I just need to have that power like I need to just know transit so that I can understand what the fuck's happening in the world so that's what I'm really really excited about so I just taught my I already have like a basic understanding not a basic probably a more than basic understanding of astrology um, so I just taught that module for my gene keys reader training last night so fresh off of that and joined like a whole like transit membership where we get like you know voice notes every day about the transits and things like that so I'm just really fucking excited about astrology these days which is just really great and will make me even more uh you know well-rounded in the human design and gene keys space 
Well, I feel like that's also perfect for a manifesting generator, right? It's just like the transits just like give you a little bite of something that you can chew in kind of like a new direction. And respond to. Like planning, planning launches. I've now been planning launches around the lunar calendar and other interesting transits for a while with like a basic understanding because it gives me structure and it gives me a deadline. Can't launch on this day. That's when Mercury's going into retrograde pre-shadow, you know? So just, it gives me that structure where I don't ever have fucking structure and I can't plan in advance because I'm a 3420 manifesting generator. So don't know what I'm going to do until the moment. (laughs) So having that to respond to and be like, Ooh, do I, I could launch on this day. That seems like a fun date. Great. Now I have a deadline and some kind of pressure from my root center to like get things done. So it's been like the divine cosmic star structure that I needed. So yeah, that's what I'm diving into astro. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god I fucking love that so much I feel like it just aligns with like everything that me and Shay are talking about constantly but seriously Maria like thank you thank you so much for coming on the podcast yeah. I think that this conversation was like such a great combination of conversation and just like examples with also like Gene Keys 101 and like how it all connects and I feel like I learned so much about just the foundations of everything which feels really really nourishing Uh, We will be sure to leave all of your links and information in the podcast show notes for our listeners, but I think we're ready to close this episode down. So remember, friends, that you have the power to create whatever the fuck you want. Follow the nudge, ask questions, and let curiosity guide the way. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of the Curiously Guided Podcast. We appreciate you so much for being here. Truly, this podcast is such a joy for us to create. If you love the conversation or you're a fan of the podcast and you want to support us in creating new episodes, feel free to head over to curiouslyguided.com support to buy us a coffee. If you're not already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform so you can stay in the loop with all of the episodes we've got coming your way. And while you're heading over to subscribe, slide over to the review section and let us know what you thought about that episode. Reviews go a long way in helping us reach more listeners. So even if it's just a quick one, it helps us all continue to grow together. We'll see you in the next episode.